Yo, what's happening? What's up? It's Sunday night. Another John Fish knows nothing coming at you. And uh, there were some pretty good fights in the card last night. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna lie. Uh, I was not super amped <laughs> for the card um, on paper. You know, there's a lot of fun size fights and not a lot of you know big shake 'em up fights, but. There were some excellent performances, and that's one of the great things with MMA. It really is, is that you will still get some great fights, um, even if on paper it looks like it's not going to be great. So we got a real treat, I think, with um, for all of you who were able to catch the event yesterday. Uh, I don't, I don't know if there are any other events. I don't think there was a Bellator. Uh, there might have was a PFL or something in Europe. <laughs> Come on, promoters. Isn't your job to promote and make sure that people who want to watch fights know when they're happening? It's a strange, strange world. It doesn't make a lot of sense, to be quite honest. What is going on? Okay, there we go. So, yeah, guys, let's just uh, let's jump right in to the fights. And uh, if we have some other stuff we can find to talk about afterwards, we will. Because um, it's crazy freaking world, you know. It's a very crazy world, and um, there's always kind of crazy shit going on. I'm exhausted, aren't you? I'm I'm exhausted. I was talking to one of my friends the other day, and he has a side hustle, and he sells ammo. And side hustle is a side hustle's ammo, right? So he um, will drive around different parts where he lives and buy ammo at different places because they can find certain things cheap and they run out at other places. So then he'll have a stockpile of ammo that he can sell online to people. And there have been a number of shootings recently. And usually when there's a, a mass shooting, you will get um, a lot of gun grabbing talk and people will uh, panic and gun sales go way up, ammo sales go way up. It's like a cycle. It happens all the time. And he's telling me this time, it's not moving. They're not moving. It's like people are like, meh, <laughs> they're over it. I think people are exhausted. I think they're exhausted by all the nonsense. You can only, you can only uh, manipulate and abuse people so long using trauma and fear tactics. And after a while, they just don't care about anything. <laughs> and I think we might be getting to that point. So uh, if my FBI uh, person's watching right now, take that into account. Make sure you write that down. I don't think people give a shit anymore. You're going to be like, oh, we're being invaded right now. But, Meh, I got stuff to do. <laughs> Leave me alone. <laughs> I feel like it's getting there. Man. Um, Hamza Mir, is a BYB. Is that the, uh, is that the, in England? BYB. Or this week, what do you? What is the BYB? Hmm. Still not making money though. Hamzamir is saying, uh, "I was in Europe last week. Bellator and PFL are doing better in Europe than the UFC financially. What are the finances? That's what. I, that's all I really care about. What are what are the hard viewership numbers and how much money are they making? Are they profitable?" If they're not, then they're not competing. I'm sorry. Just because a handful of people have a perception that more people are watching PFL and Bellator there 
doesn't mean that they're challenging in any way. You got to see the numbers. Show me the numbers. I need to see the numbers. All righty. Let's jump into it. Okay. Um, the first notable fight, Tetsuro Taira, this uh, young Japanese kid. He's, what, 5-0, and oh, I think, right now. Um, how many UFC fights was it? I'm not sure how many UFC fights he had. He's had, uh, what, two? This year, 2020. So he's had the four fights, four fights in the UFC, one fight before. That's, I mean, that's, that's crazy. I guess I'm not missing some of the story here, but how do you get into the UFC after one fight? If he's 5-0 and oh, and he had four fights in the, in the UFC, it doesn't even look like they list the the fight he just had right here. That's weird. <clears throat> oh, well. Maybe Google's screwing up something. But we've got, yeah. He uh, dominated throughout the fight. Uh, got some takedowns, worked a little ground and pound, worked his way to second round submission, made kind of easy work out of Fernandez. So be interested to see more of Tetsuro at uh, flight weight, or flyweight, sorry. Uh, then we get to Park Hyung Sung with the second round knockout over Shannon Ross. So uh, Park is looking like he may be... Um, a threat. What is he at? What is he at? He's only had he's only had two UFC fights, two wins. So he's nine and zero. Maybe push him up, get him some tougher competition. Uh, and then the main event, not main event, but the main uh, fight of the preliminary card, the last fight of the minute, preliminary card was a welterweight fight. So we got some bigger guys here, finally. Song Keenan and Kevin Jusay. And Jusay was looking pretty Jusay. <laughs> Not making any allegations, but um we are are we in a post in a post Usada world? Right? It's all pro wrestling, guys. It really is. Pro wrestling business model. There are guys online who even try to argue with you that you can't use compa compa uh, com uh, comparative um finances and stuff to other sports because UFC runs more like pro wrestling. You got to compare it to pro wrestling. Like, do you not understand that that's illegal? <laughs> that's illegal at a sport. It's illegal. You're just admitting that you, you believe also that UFC is breaking the law. Thanks. Thanks for supporting our lawsuit. Dumbass. <laughs> oh, so, um, yeah, you say look tough. Uh, it was a, you know, it wasn't super action-packed, you know, honestly. It was a decent fight, but uh, we'll have to see him against some more people, see what he's uh, really all about. <clears throat> um, middleweight fight. I like this guy, Andre Muniz. He was on a two-fight uh, slide, though. He comes up with the decision win over Park. Jin Young, uh, it was an okay performance, you know, probably saved his job, saved himself from getting cut. 
He lost to Brendan Allen, lost to Paul Craig. Uh, both those guys are, are, are really tough. Um, I'm guessing that Munoz is going to need some better grappling maybe. Is that where he's fallen short on that? But Munoz has been around a lot. He's been around a long, long time. Went over Uriah Hall, 2022. Uh, Eric Anders, he's got to win over him. Submission went over him. He's got to win over Ronaldo Souza. Submitted him in the first round. Uh, submission went over Fabinski. And then he had to win over Arroyo. So he's had, man, he's had a good run. He's had a good run. He's a solid middleweight. Solid middleweight, and he dropped <clears throat> two fights to two studs. Paul Craig's really good. And um, Brendan Allen is really good also. We saw him beat Paul Craig. So I have to see some uh, improvements out of Munoz to see if he can come back and put himself in a position where he can challenge these guys. <sighs> But like, man, yeah, I guess it's 185. So I, I don't know. I just so much of like who's the champ and what these rankings are. It's so it's so jumbled up in garbage. I think because they protect guys that sell. They do, they do. You can't look at me and, and tell look at me in the eye and tell me that they don't protect guys that sell. They don't want it is on you to lose because he sells more than if if a Brendan Allen probably beat him and was champ. They wouldn't make as much money because they would have a harder time marketing him more than likely because he, he he beats people up on the ground. And that's just not what they want. They want stand-up. I want all stand-up. <clears throat> so I don't know. Uh, I don't know. It's hard for me to even take any of this crap seriously. You got to watch it. Look at the actual fights. Who'd they actually fight and who they actually beat? So uh, let's get back. But yeah, like I, I enjoy watching Munoz fight. I, maybe he was being a little bit more safe in this fight because he knew uh, he might be on the chopping block, you know. But he's put in good, good work. He's got a lot of wins. Next fight was real good treat. It was a nice treat. I enjoyed this quite a bit was um tim elliott and sue mujeri mujerji mood mujerji mujerji sue mujerji i think that's correct um and tim elliott came in on short notice to fight this guy and tim elliott is a very unorthodox guy i like the way he fights um hard to predict what he's doing he's he's uh decent stand-up he finds a way to get in and, and land shots he finds a way to avoid shots you know um his movement and footwork is is pretty good maybe unorthodox but it works it works for him um and he put himself into a good position here to get the submission i really liked what he did he when he got to the ground he was in like a smash position where he had the knees smashed over on top of each other. If, uh, if Coach Gloy's watching, um, we'll be going over some of this stuff later. But he smashes those knees together, and it takes away the guard, and it, it limits the directions the guy can go. So one of those directions is turning into him, which gives up the arm triangle. 
which is what he's what he snagged. So he was in, in a pretty decent uh, guard smash position, and then picked up that head and arm in order to secure that triangle choke and uh, put him away. Put him away. It was a good good performance by Tim Elliott. I think they were talking. I heard the announcer say something about he had two practices. <laughs> but when you're uh, at this level and you're these guys, like you're always training. You're always training. You get a week or two off after your big fight, depending on how uh, banged up you are. You get a week or two off. That's it. You don't you don't take big long breaks in between your fights. You may, I mean, as far as training goes, your hard training changes. You're not going to go and, and bang it out every day the same way right after a fight as you would that, that two months leading up to your fight. But um, you're still training. So I'm sure that he was not, not out of shape or overweight or anything like that. You know, uh, I, would, I would refer to things as, um, you know, you have your fight camp training and then you have skill set training. Skill set training is what you do the rest of the time, all the rest of the time when you don't have a fight coming up. Because you're always trying to develop your skills. You're trying to develop something. Because two months, a two-month training camp is not enough time for you to, to develop the skills you need to get better. You're not going to improve. You can get in shape. You can get your timing. You can get physically stronger and prepared for the fight. But you're like your skill set doesn't really improve. So you need to put in a lot of time and effort with your skill set in between those fight camps. Yeah, Hamzamir, they got a good one uh, too. Hamzamir saying you and Chris Light, Light, Lytle uh, of uh, Lights Out podcast have the best fighting podcast. I like it, and we we listen to a lot of each other's stuff sometimes. Uh, Mike Davis, who helps out Chris a lot, uh, we do a little side thing every once in a while where uh, we'll film something with somebody. We did uh, we filmed something the other day with uh, the guy Rob from uh, McDojo. Right, the McDojo thing where he shows all the fake uh, uh, martial art people, and and he started the thing where he's he's putting up a database of uh, predators who were in martial arts schools and committing crimes <clears throat> to keep you uh, keep you safe from predators. But yeah, that's just man. Like everybody's doing PR. Everybody's trying to cut a suck asshole, suck promoter asshole, and and uh, get taken care of. Back scratching bureaucratic horse shit. Nobody's talking truth. Nobody's saying what that's really on their mind. They're all touching, touching some, yeah. We're on, we're on YouTube, so I don't want to use the words that I want to use. I got a hard enough time getting restricted on that. So yeah, man, this is crazy. <clears throat> These platforms are nuts. So I had that little, uh, little clip of me talking about I and Gary's his wife supposed gold digger wife or whatever and i was and i, I put that up on my my uh, uh instagram and i put that up on the the youtube and the instagram it blew up i got like over 50 to 100,000 views on it already uh thousands of likes it blew up like a lot of people are sharing it i got a bunch of follows with it uh people are laughing at it it's funny lighthearted but you go to youtube and i put it up and it had like 9 views for like a couple days I'm just like, eh, <laughs> seriously? 
<clears throat> no way. Come on. I think it, it, it had something to do with uh, maybe it had Gold Digger in the title. Maybe that's why they suppressed it. Or maybe even, uh, you know, like UFC's owned by WME, Ari Emanuel. They're friends with Disney. Like, they're, that's, those are big, like, powerful entities that are connected. And they're, they have the power and the ability to silence dissenters. So maybe even me mentioning Ian Gary, they're like, no, we're, we can't let that get out there. I, I don't I don't trust any of this stuff. Nothing's free and open. There's no free and open market, man. It's all rigged. Everything's rigged. Do your best. Um, that's an interesting question. Michael Gillette says, Did you feel like UFC wanted you to lose against GSP? No, I didn't. The thing that I got from that experience of getting ready to go and fight. Uh, for the title, it was more of a like grease in their grease in the pig. <laughs> like they were, they were putting the carrots on the stick. They were trying to show me, look at all the things you can get. Look at all the things you can have. If you play ball, if you're a company man, if you do what we ask, you know, like they were, they were taking me and inviting me to these dinners with all these execs, you know, like a, like a $400 plate dinner with, you know, freaking whatever you wanted to order was fine. <laughs> type stuff you know lobster uh 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 big ass steak whatever top shelf liquors you wanted you know uh inviting me to um private pool parties uh, that were topless things like that uh it's just a lot of like breadcrumbs like hey man be a company man look what we can give you look what we can do for you i it was just kept getting this real this suggestion it was just really slimy it really made me feel s sick and slimy. Like, mm. like uh, they're greasing me up, fattening me up for the slaughter or something. So it wasn't so much that they wanted me to lose or win, but they wanted to pull me into their realm. They wanted to pull me into the company man thing and to serve them, serve the masters. Um, that, that's the feeling I got for it. They wanted to be prepared that if I did win, they were going to have control of me. That's what it felt like. Uh, it also was very slimy in the fact that uh, I was pimped out all the time. You're straight up pimped out to meet other super rich people. They would use you to meet um, and, and show you off like you're some kind of like racehorse to like other millionaires and billionaires and, and uh, people in that, in that circle that they had. <clears throat> like... Uh, there's this one lady. I mean, she had like a, it was like a five carat diamond ring. It was like enormous. It was the biggest thing I've ever seen in my life. And I just, the people grossed me out. They, they weren't good people. Like you could always see them looking down your nose at you. And uh, it was a very uncomfortable experience. And uh, it would have been, I think that was probably another reason. I wasn't very, uh, I didn't like open up to it. I wasn't like impressed by it. And I think that was another reason why they, they put me in the no category and refused to push me and and uh and promote me like they they stopped interviewing me after fights after a while they like they like they interview everybody after a fight now everybody gets mic time you know why because they know how important it is to let the fight the fans hear you talk if you go back i i bet less than 50 percent of my fights i was interviewed afterwards like big fights main event fights oh no, no we got we got to move we got to move we got to go you got to go like crazy, man.
they know what they're doing. It wasn't an accident. All righty. Coach Lloyd, thank you very much with the super chat. Much appreciated. Um, Coach Gloy is one of my students, online students. He is learning the Fitch Mash system in order to uh, get his certificates and uh, become an affi affiliate down the road. Now we're developing the program. He's helped me with that. So it's not 100% ready, but I am taking on, you know, whoever wants to be in that ground floor, right? I'm charging 50 bucks a month to be a part of the private telegram. I will send you the programs. I'm kind of writing them now. And then there's video, the videos of the techniques and stuff and explanations. And they're rough. They're rough. They're not, they're not Gracie Academy stuff yet. Like I'm doing this all on my own. I'm trying to figure things out, but I'm offering that up right now. And uh, if you're interested, reach out through uh, DMs or emails or whatever. You can get a hold of me. All right. You got Glory going through it right now. He's learning. Uh, I got to send him. I, I didn't uh, get time to do it today. I got to send him the uh, positional escapes. It's the first one we're doing positional escapes, Glory. That'll be um, mount. We're doing mount first. So you'll get uh, some techniques for mount escapes. The, the top three that I like to use, I think that are the um, the easiest to perform and the most successful. High percentage techniques that will get you where you wanna go. Cause it can be overwhelming. There's literally thousands of techniques that can do the same thing. And what I find is most uh, fight programs, jujitsu programs, what they do is they just, they just dump a bunch of techniques out in front of you and they're like, figure it out, put them together, how you need to put them together. And it can be hard for people to discern which techniques are the best to use because sometimes you want to use the flashy, cool thing that everybody's using. Sometimes that's not, that's not the thing that works best. So I have a system that is streamlined. I took the most basic uh, elements and techniques, put them together in a system that's easy to follow where you have your uh, objectives clearly stated. You know what you're trying to do in each situation. Get some concepts to you, ma'am. Chloe, <laughs> Coach Chloe says, "Haha, I am Gary. When I was 23, 24, I was stupid with my choice in women as well. Yeah, we've all we've all been there. We've all made mistakes. We've all made mistakes. Disney lied to us all, guys. Disney and uh, the mainstream news media, they all lied to us about relationships and women." It's all right though, because now we have we have the red pill. We have uh we have Rolo Tomasi. We have a lot of great creators who can break down the ins and outs of modern relationships. <laughs> this is ARAM. The nut chew is said to be an effective escape technique. <laughs> I'd, I'd rather not have to put uh, sex organs in my mouth to escape a position, though. I think there's better ways. I think there's better ways. <laughs> there's a, I don't know. I didn't see that. Hamzamir, Hamzamir. Saying, did you watch Anderson Silva's five-episode documentary on Paramount? It's amazing. 
in the dock, he exposed UFC, Dana, and the Fertitas. Good. Why doesn't he join us? Why doesn't he help? <laughs> come, to, come, to, come to Congress with us. Also, uh, Emzimer says, also in one of the episodes, Anderson was forced to take the first shale fight because they were going to cut him if he didn't. His leg was broken and he had a gallbladder surgery. The documentary is amazing. They're, they're such pieces of shit, dude. They really are. They're scumbags. Like, the stuff they did to the Diaz brothers, like, that kind of drives me. That's nuts, too, man. And, and a lot of these guys, a lot of fans who are like, oh, yeah, they're so tough and they're so strong and, oh, they pushed back. And, no, they didn't. Nate had, what, like 21 fights before he broke 20,000 and 20,000 in his pay? They abused him. They abused him. Like a little a little abused child. It was it's gross. It's gross that they the way they treated him. I said that a long time ago. I think it's gross how much money the UFC makes off of pimping these guys out. I didn't even know how low they were paying them. It's like, oh, we made a lot of money in the Connor fights. So they screw him over for all his whole career, except for two fights. I don't know, man. That doesn't really pass. That doesn't really pass the test for me, man. Uh, Michael is asking, do you believe in marriage for men in this day and age? It, it is not a, uh, it's a forced contract. It's a forced government contract. If you, if you can get married and not have the government involved in it, then yeah, it'd be cool. But no, it's, I don't, I don't trust the government. I don't like the government. If you had a, um, a religious ceremony and I think marriage should be done by the church. It should be run by the church. Divorces should be done by the church. Everything should be done by the church. It's had nothing to do with the state in any way. And I don't think there's any point in registering your relationship with the state because what happens is when you register that relationship with the state, you're forced into a prenuptial agreement that is one-sided. You're forced into a prenup. The standard statist marriage is a forced prenuptial agreement on the higher earner. You will have to give up half your shit no matter what happens. I don't think that's cool at all, right? So if you want to get and want to pay the money to get a good prenup, I think then maybe you can consider it. But why? You can get everything that marriage offers without being married. <laughs> uh, I do that show with Ryan Stone. He's been with his lady for like, what, a 14 years or something. What doesn't he have? You know, living together, living together 14 years. What, do, what doesn't he have that a, a married couple has that's been together 14 years? Other than the risk of losing half his shit just because she got bored. Just, just saying. <sighs> yeah, yeah, that was a... <laughs> we're taking a mid-show break to talk about other stuff, I guess. Uh, we only got a couple more fights to talk about. But yeah, the Destiny guy, who didn't see that coming? She's she's using this guy for a green card. She she steals uh, like two hundred grand from him, and then uh, <laughs> she leaves him for like a twink. <laughs> it's, it's like it's it's really gross, man. But you saw Sif coming. You saw it coming. Anybody with a, a brain in their head? <clears throat> All right, let's get through these fights, though. All right. Uh, I like this fighter um, from what I've seen of him. Uh, Hackbrast and Malarkey. 
Uh, Hack Barast, how long has he been in the UFC? Huh? Oh, he's been in here a while. 2017 was his first fight. Man, that's crazy. 2017 was that like six years ago. Fuck, bro. It's crazy. I can't believe it's been three years since I fought, man. That's insane. But Hack Barast, man, he's, he's a stud. He's been winning some fights. He's got, let's see, yeah, he's got wins over uh, Quinos, uh, MacDessy. He lost to Bobby Green in a decision. Lost to Dan Hooker. He beat Hafa Garcia. He's got a win over Munoz. He lost to Drew Dober. So he he's he's tough, but he he's lost some tough fights to some tough guys. Yeah, went over Silva, went over Dagasi, went over Guti, lost to Merson Held. A little bit hit or miss, a little bit hit or miss. So let's see, he's had one. Let's see how is he stringing these together. It's a three fight win streak. Okay, but uh. He's been fun to watch. Malarkey got hit hard. He got hit hard, put away. It was brutal knockout. Light heavyweight. This was, um, I want to say good fight. Um, Khalil Roundtree, I like. I like Roundtree. I like how he fights. He's tough. He's in the fight. He hits hard. He does work. Anthony Smith is a walking punching bag. I'm sorry, but this is... Um, the new generation uh, company man. I'll take whatever fight, get beat up, knocked out, say whatever positive things I can about the company, no matter how untrue they are. I'll, I'll rub, I'll rub anybody's balls and suck any cock just to just to be here. And they put him behind, they reward him, and it's a carrot and a stick, guys. Carrot and a stick, because the other fighters see this. They see this guy. He's not very good. He maybe shouldn't even be fighting in the UFC. But because he's a company man, he does everything that the company wants him to, they reward him. <clears throat> they reward him, and the other fighters see it. Other fighters see that he's being rewarded for, for playing ball and being a company guy. Then they put him in a suit behind a desk and let him talk. Like, I don't know, man. Am I the only one who sees that? What are you talking about, D-Rock? I'm on the wrong page. How's that? Oh, no. Did this thing start in the wrong? Oh, my goodness. What the hell happened here? Oh, no. It did. It went to the wrong damn thing. Shit. That's stupid. Sorry about that, guys. That uh, is not supposed to have happened. I don't know why it did that. I can't stand. I can't stand technology sometimes, guys. It, it just is such a pain in my ass, and it doesn't really work that well. Why did it do that? Okay, yeah, it, it showed the wrong damn thing. It's in the wrong, yeah. It did. It brought up the wrong thing stupid man 
what a pain in my ass technology is, guys. For real. Pretty, pretty uh, terrible. But thanks for letting me know. Maybe I can fix this real quick. Change some of this stuff around. All right, should be all right, I think. Limited. Why are you limiting my? It's so stupid. Oh. Okay, why won't this work then? Oh, there's that. Hang tight, folks. I'm trying to fix this thing up. Make sure it's done well. <sighs> so frustrating, guys. So frustrating. I'm trying to, trying to do the best I can for you guys and get this stuff up and put together. <laughs> but a struggle. I struggle sometimes. And uh, I appreciate that you guys keep coming back through the struggle. I really do. We're going to get it done. Let me get this stuff all sorted. All righty. Can't stand when that happens, man. All right, well, hopefully that, um, hopefully that will be, uh, frustrations, frustrations, man. Alrighty, alrighty. <clears throat> Wrong, yeah. That's a. I was wondering. It took a little longer for people to show up. Usually, I get to like ten viewers before I, I have to go live. And uh, yeah, why is this not doing it? I want this to do it. Go here. I'm going to make sure this stuff's set the right way. And I'm just going to get rid of this thing. Because it's a mistake. Delete forever. I can't stand the YouTubes, man. Limited my monetization already. <laughs> I didn't say anything bad. All right, all right, all right. Oh, let's see, let's see. 
So yeah, Roundtree um, smashed Anthony Smith, smashed him. And I think he could have finished this fight way sooner. I think he could have turned it up and put the bricks on him and turned the screws down and got Smith out of there way faster. Um, maybe he was just taking his time because he knew it was a co-main co event. So I think five, five round fight, right? Um, so I think maybe he was just pacing himself because he was landing hard punches. Smith wasn't landing really anything. Uh, he wobbled him really bad once, like in the second round. And I was like, oh, this is it. This is the end. And Roundtree just kind of like paced himself and, and didn't jump all over him. I, I don't know why he didn't jump at that opportunity to finish right there. Um, but he just kind of waited. He waited and did more of the same the next round and then got the same type of position and crushed him. Got him all stiff-legged. Knocked him out pretty bad. Uh, final fight. Final fight of the night, and we'll we'll talk about whatever nonsense we want to talk about. Because America, I'm free. Um, song Yadong. Song Song Yong Dong. He needs to come out to the thong song. Song Yadong and the thong song. Let's go. He's a big power puncher. Um... But he didn't. He didn't get the finish in this fight. Chris Gutierrez uh, was, you know, in the fight, but not getting beat up terribly bad. Like Song dominated it, but I think if Gutierrez would have used more leg kicks, he didn't use the leg kicks. He usually uses tons of leg kicks, right? Like a lot of leg kicks. So I don't understand why he was um, so reluctant to throw those leg kicks. Isn't that what he's normally uh, known for is a lot of leg kicks? I don't think he attempted anywhere near the normal amount of, of leg kicks that he usually does. Am I off target thinking that? I don't really think I am. Hamzamir. Yeah, Khalil is on a six-fight winning streak. That's good. Um, and they need they need new blood at 205. They absolutely need new blood at 25. At, at 105. At 205. Sorry. At 205. Because there's not a lot of, you know, there's uh Jiri, Jan, and Piera. And who else we got? Who else is in the mix at the top right there at, at 205? I, I haven't been as excited about 205. Jamal Hill, I guess, is a 205 also. Um, usually 205 was the cream of the crop weight class that everybody wanted to watch and had the biggest um, biggest fighters, biggest stars, because these are, these are big, big guys who are really athletic. But I don't feel like the weight class carries, at least in the UFC, doesn't carry that feeling the same way anymore. <laughs> yeah, that was that was uh I don't know, man. Maybe he was just desperate. Pretty boy Gloy is saying, how about Gutierrez doing a stupid flashy Barambolo role for an Eminari attempt? I I applaud people making an effort when all the things that they're doing doesn't work and and they, they try something new. You got to sometimes. 
but he wasn't using the leg kicks. He didn't he didn't do the leg kicks like he normally was. And one of the rounds, the ref, not the ref, but his corner was like, you need to do more spinny. You need to be more spinny or something. And it didn't make any sense. <laughs> uh, the 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 play-by-play announcers try to cover up for it. He's like, oh, I think what he means by uh, when he said be spinny, he means like, you know, like no more feints. Like he just made something up. Because that just seemed like terrible advice. You need to spin around more. <laughs> more spinny shit. Just spin. That'll do it. That'll confuse him. Like, I, didn't, I didn't understand that at all. Unless they have some kind of coach, like coach to fighter code word, that that means something else. Hamzamir says, uh, since Khalil moved to Thailand, he has become unstoppable. He's He definitely is tough. But you know what? Like, I don't see any Muay Thai in his style. I don't look at him and be like, "Oh yeah, that's a Muay Thai fighter." I, I never would have. I would never would have known if the if the um, announcers didn't mention him spending a lot of time doing Muay Thai. I wouldn't have. I wouldn't have th- thought that at all. With you telling me he moved to Thailand, I wouldn't have thought that at all. Uh, I think um, immersing yourself in training because when I went out to Thailand for a month, like there's nothing else to do but but train. Well, I mean there is stuff to do, but. Uh, it's really easy to isolate yourself and just train, right? You go and train, you take a break, go on the beach, hang out, eat some good cheap food, come home, sleep, go do another workout. It's easy to not be distracted by nonsense. And I think that may that may be what uh is helping him a lot because I don't I don't see like, oh wow, he looks like Sanchai or Buka. Like I don't see I don't see that in his movement, but he's good. He's good. Don't get me wrong. Six fight win streak. Let's see him. Fight somebody who's not a punching bag. Let's do it. Yep, James Y. One seventy and two hundred five back in the days. Now it's basically one fifty five. One fifty five has a lot of the most of the movers, and they push a lot of the one forty five pound stuff too. I feel like there's a lot of push for those guys. Coach Hernandez, what's going on? Michael, the good uh, question here. Do you have to train in a gi or can you train only no gi and be a decent pro fighter? Uh, you can. You can train only no gi. But I think the gi is a, a important tool, right? It's like putting weight on the, on the bar because when you put the gi on, everything slows down. And now people can grab a hold of your uniform while you try to, to maneuver about. Uh, I would do things um, differently, right? If I was just skill set training and I'm just doing jujitsu for jujitsu, then I'm, I'm, you know, I'll pull guard, I'll play guard, I'll do things underneath, no problem. <clears throat> but if I have a fight coming up and I'm starting to get uh, fight minded, like that first part of camp, I'll still be in my gi, I'll transition out, but I'll be uh, focusing on not using the gi as far as grips myself. I'm only going to grab the neck. I'm going to grab the the the, the wrists elbows, stuff like that, but I'm not going to grab the gi. I'm going to, and I'm going to focus on getting on top. I'm going to focus on sweeps. I'm going to focus on standing up, but I have the gi on. So my opponent has the opportunity to use that against me. I'll even say you could even put your gi on and have your partners be no gi. So you don't have the option of grabbing them. And, uh, that will, that will upgrade your skill set tremendously. Because now you you, don't, you just you, you you're not just good at that technique or that process, but now you're good at it with restraints against you, giving them an advantage over you. 
that's hard to do. And a lot of guys, they don't, they have too much ego. They have too much ego and they can never, they could never do that. There's a lot of guys who have a hard time sparring in, uh, in the, in full gear MMA sparring because, Oh, you got the gloves on. You can't grab. We got shin pads. You can't. It's like, if you can't, if you can figure out a way to do it and fight through the restrictions with the, with the large gloves on and the shin pads, then how much better are you going to be when you take the stuff off? You're going to be way faster, way more um, uh, damaging, way more accurate. Everything's just going to be better. You're going to be faster. Yeah, I think that could be part of the whole uh, conspiracy against us, the narrative, right? They want to uh, push little soft men, right? Hamas Mir is saying, because uh, they don't want men to be big. That's why they promote short people. Slowly, they'll promote 125ers. <laughs> yeah, they got to they gotta promote the least masculine thing possible. It's a great, it's a great experience, man. Fitness Ninja saying, I need to go to Thailand for real, 100. Just train, sleep, and eat for six months and build myself up. Just do it, man. You get away. You get away from the nonsense. Everything's a lot cheaper. Rent's cheaper. Your food's cheaper. You're going to have to make the uh, the um, passport runs or whatever if you're going to stay that long. But it's it's a good experience, man. If you can find a nice place over there, go. Hamzamir, it's a bold statement. Baka is the most robbed fighter in combat sports history. Maybe he's, I don't know, man. Sometimes it was gambling. There might be some gambling involved in certain things. I trained with a guy who was a three-time Lumbini champ in uh, Vegas, and he got he got kicked out for gambling on fights and throwing them. Oh, did he really? That's cool, man. Pretty Boy Glory is talking about another Fort Wayne guy. Um, he says, how about UFC veteran wrestling state champ Anthony Lapsley winning ADDC Worlds at Purple Belt? Good for him. That's awesome. Me and Anthony Lapsley were in uh, school the same years. So we, we were competing. We're at a lot of the same tournaments. He was a good, good guy, cool guy. That's awesome to see. He's still out there doing it. Still out there doing it. Russian leg trips are they're nasty, man. Michael's saying, did those Russian leg trips work against you when they when you sparred against Russians? They work real good in UFC's day. Yeah, if you can learn those foot sweeps, they're they're freaking amazing. Um they're they're difficult to deal with. Um and the uh they do that little inside trip thingy too but there are some little tricks i've learned to kind of deal with it but yeah man it's they're good man it's a sneaky trick you gotta it's i wish i would have spent more time learning foot sweeps that uh steven mako steven mako man when he was wrestling in college he just destroyed people with those foot sweeps because they, they they were not paying attention a lot of people don't use their hands and their feet equally and he's just able to the foot sweep big huge guys
all righty so that was the uh that was the fights that was the fights next fights uh coming up are december 16th next saturday and that's the ufc 296 right we're gonna get to see leon edwards go up against Kobe covington uh i saw somebody had asked me about this earlier in the chat what my opinion on this was and i think um Colby has a very high likelihood of winning this fight, but just like with other fighters and other fights with Colby himself, they push these guys and incentivize these guys and bully these guys into just standing up, just stand up and fight, just stand up and fight. They, 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 they make threats, straight up threats that they want these type of fights. They want you to do this. And if you don't, you will be punished. And they've seen plenty of guys get punished. Happens all the time. They play dirty pool all the time. And um, if Colby goes out there and fights just to win, uses his wrestling, takes him down, ground and pounds him, elbows him in the face for five rounds in the in the in the in the fence, Colby wins. But if Colby tries to play the UFC game and they force him to stand up and trade with Edwards, I think there's a good chance that Leon Edwards can knock out Colby Covington. It's not a matter of uh, who's better necessarily. It's like what strategies are they going to use? I think Colby is is better because he could put on a pretty decent fight if he stood up the whole time with Leon and maybe not get knocked out. But I think if uh, – but I don't think Leon could ever switch the script and try to wrestle with Colby. Michael, another question. says, I'm sure you wanted to wrestle D1, but did you think about wrestling for D2 University of Indianapolis? They have a great program. Uh, I had thought about a couple things. You know, I was trying to see if I could get into somewhere to play football. Um, I was listening. I was, uh, it was like Manchester. There's a couple. There's D3 places. There's some other schools that I could have played football and wrestled. But I, I wanted I wanted D1. I wanted the big show. Um I wanted to compete in the Big Ten. That was my big thing. And I was like, I could either pay out-of-state fees and try to walk on to the Iowa team, or I can go to Purdue, play in-state fees, and try to wrestle and beat Iowa. <laughs> that was that was the mindset. So I was like, I'll just I'm gonna I'm gonna stay local. And uh, you know, Purdue's only about two hours from Fort Wayne. So I decided to um, to wrestle. I met Tom Erickson, found more out about MMA, and that's the history. I don't even know, man. That's any questions. James saying three years is not too far off if you had one person you can fight as a comeback fight who would it be i don't know because i'm not i'm not a welterweight anymore at all i'm like 230 right now i'm a little soft in the middle from um holidays from from uh halloween candy and and uh thanksgiving a little, a little beefy Ugh. 
a little beefy. <clears throat> and uh, so I would have to fight it. I'd have to cut some weight. I'd have to get in shape and cut some weight and fight at 205. I'm not in great shape either, man. I did the warm-up with the kids wrestling class the other day. It's not, it's all ages wrestling, but they had some high school kids in Saturday. And I just got, I got tired, man. <laughs> I just got tired. Did two two minute rounds of of uh, shadow wrestling, stance motion to warm up, and then after two, I put them on the wall to do stand up drill for a couple minutes. I was tired, man. But I'm gonna I'm gonna uh, I'm on a mission right now, guys. I'm on a mission right now, so I'm gonna make, I'm gonna say it. So I have to stick to it, right? Uh, I am going to not be smoking and drinking. And probably until my birthday, I think. Um, I'm going to put a lot more effort into some of the projects and stuff I'm working on. And I'm going to cut out, I'm just going to cut out all the like the the party stuff for a little while. Just because. And I want to start um, eating way better and working out a little bit more. Because my birthday's in February and I want to be <clears throat> in great shape at 46. I just want to do it. I haven't had... A training camp. I haven't had like a physical goal thing set in front of me for a long time, and I think uh, I need to do that. I think it's good for us to set those type of goals from here to then. And um, I'm gonna have to shift some things around with the online stuff too. We're doing good here with the uh, John Fish knows nothing show on Sunday nights. Numbers have have uh, been okay. <laughs> you know, we have 14 uh watching i think right now make sure you guys hit the like button but you know i'll get some viewage off of that but more importantly the uh the clips i take from this one i put up on instagram and i get a lot of views from the clips from this and just keep working and hopefully that'll 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 start bringing in more people but man it's it's crazy because a lot of people really want to be lied to that's what I'm understanding. People want to be lied to. They want to believe the lie. They absolutely want to believe the lie. And if you challenge that lie in any way with any amount of um, evidence, they will hate you. They will hate you. Absolutely hate you for telling the truth and showing them the truth. Just look at the, the little boop boop stuff that happened recently, right? People are more mad at the people who wouldn't believe the liars than they are mad at the liars. They are more mad at you for telling them the truth about what's going on than they are about the people who are lying to them. It's it's a crazy it's a crazy world. I don't know if it's always been like this. Maybe it has. Yeah, I might I might have other one uh, Kavit Ninja Fitness saying solid gold, John. I only drink on my days off, but still I'm drinking calories, which is not the best. Yeah, liquid calories are not great. Um, but the only caveat is I might have a I might have a drink with my girl, my girlfriend, my lady friend when she's around because that's not all the time. She's a lightweight anyway, so if I just match her, I'll only have like one. <laughs> I'll have one. We'll split a bottle of wine and that'll be it. All right, Wayne Smith. That's good. You can check out my uh, Gum Road course. Send him, send him uh, to the Gum Road, and he can read up on those uh, video seminars and other lessons I have up there. 
Daniel Hernandez saying, I quit smoking, and drink, and eating sugar. You'll feel 100% better. People don't know how good you can actually feel if you just don't consume junk. Yeah, I don't, I don't feel bad right now. I just, I was just thinking like, it's been a long time since I was at like peak. When's the last time I was like in great shape? I haven't, I, I hit the bag a little bit and I lift weights, but I hardly ever do cardio. And I just, I don't know, man, there's something there that I want to, <laughs> I want to keep, I want to keep around. <laughs> I know Dewey Cooper. Yeah, I saw that Alex Jones is back on X. Does it really matter though? I don't know. I, I'm just I'm I'm worn out. Aren't you guys? I'm worn out about all of it. Any I don't want to listen to any side. I'm I'm just over it. I want to pull out, I want to move into the woods and just shut all my electronics off. <laughs> that's that's where I am right now. I just I'm tired of it. I'm tired of all this like the shit it's shit it's just shit storm everywhere every day did you hear the newest thing Ugh. i think it's on purpose i think they're trying to um fluster people stress people out i think it's time we just start turning it off man i don't care did you hear about the new thing i don't care i don't care <laughs> i do not care you don't care about i don't i don't it's not my problem i don't care i don't care who dies i don't care how i don't care why leave me alone fuck off <laughs> i got my own shit to do I got, I got problems already. I don't care what's going on over there. Leave me alone. That's where I'm at right now. I don't feel like I'm the only one either. I don't feel like I'm the only one who's just like, I am so over the nonsense. From either side, from any angle, I don't care. Leave me alone. I'm tired, I'm tired of society. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing, Hamzamir. <laughs> and everybody needs to kind of understand this, <clears throat> right? As we were saying, Alex Jones is controlled opposition. Look what he did to David Knight. Anybody who gets attention from the mainstream is, is allowed to get that notoriety. They're allowed. It's controlled. There's, it's not organic oh, this just popped up and this guy did whatever. Like, they can suppress people. They can put people in the corner. Those people are still able to operate and, and make money and have their connections and do stuff. You look at Owen, Owen Benjamin, he's doing it. But when they don't want you around, when you're a serious threat, they disappear you. Like, you have to look really hard to see any of Owen Benjamin's stuff. Right? The guy's a comedian. He tells jokes. Everything he says is based in humor. So if you're getting up, up, upset about it like why you're supposed to look into why what he's saying is funny he's trying to make you think but he'll never get propped up he'll never get put out there he'll never get put up at a thing like alex jones or anybody else or joe rogan you don't get into that upper beam that upper limelight you don't get there unless you're allowed to that's the truth I'm a, I'm a, Wayne Smith is saying, I'm afraid this has uh, been the way it is for a long time. I'm 47. I'm 45, right? I've turned 46 in February. So, yeah, it, it has been like this for a while. I mean, I don't know. 9-11. Uh, I think 9-11, things changed drastically. I think it was already a lot of made-up crap before, but I think it got even worse at that point. 
or maybe am I, am I wrong? I might be wrong. I might be wrong. I think all all of World War One, World War Two may have a lot of um, fantasy attached to it. There's a lot of trauma control that's being put on us. Virgin Taker says uh, people love to be part of the mainstream. I I don't even know if it's that they love to be a part of the mainstream, but I think a lot of people are afraid to go against the consensus. I think that is that is a big thing. I can't say that I I came up with that, but it's true. But people are afraid to disagree with the consensus. And uh, there are studies, aren't I'm sure there are studies. I can't remember. There was a thing that was going on for a little while where they were talking about how they had a group of people and they presented something to them and uh, you know they thought one thing, but then when everybody agreed that something else was a the thing, they changed their mind just because they wouldn't fit in with everybody else. <laughs> And I think we've all kind of seen that in our lives where a lot of people, oh, all these people started to like it. Well, now this person who was against it starts to like it because everybody else likes it. It's that um, collectivism, right? Everybody wants to get along and do the exact same thing. I just, I have no, I have no care. I'm an individualist. I want individual stuff. I want everybody to be their own individual entity. Don't don't be me. Don't do, don't do things like me. I'll teach you things that I know, so you can live the life you want to the way you want to. <laughs> that's right. That's that's some real support right there, Gloy. Said I made an X account just to keep up with John Fitch. Haha, ha. I followed John like 12 different platforms. <laughs> Got to, man. <laughs> yeah, it's not. You're right. It's a, that's an illusion, too. So Twitter is not a free speech platform. People like Dr. Shiva and Owen Benjamin are shadow banned. 100%. There's a lot of people who are, are banned. Um, just the other day, right, Rolo Tomasi found out that him and Fresh and Fit and some other creators have been a part of a DHS, Department of Homeland Security, um, act, movement, scheme, whatever you want to call it, where they were paying guys to, like, put up counter um, narratives, counter discussions opposite of him, to battle him, to prevent his message from getting out which is just like Jane Goodall telling you how, how monkeys work. How do monkeys behave? Why do they do the things they do? It's no different from what, what um, Tomasi's doing, but he does it with humans. Uh, but they had a government program that was millions of dollars funded to suppress people who connected with him and him and then paying people to do counter stuff to what he's doing. That's insanity to me absolute insanity and if they're going to do go make make that much of an effort to stop some guy who's just writing books about intersexual dynamics what what else are they doing what else would they be willing to put effort and time and money into suppressing yeah alex jones been around a long time but it doesn't mean he he hasn't uh changed for money like he just lost a huge lawsuit you don't think he's gonna he's gonna be looking for ways to cover the cost 
I don't know, man. Maybe, maybe not. I'm not sure. Do I think working out is a waste of time? No. What's happening? Brandon Hunter says, do you think working out is a waste of time? It seems way better for me than commuting to the gym. Have some dumbbells and chin-up bar. Do you mean working out at home? I work out at home. I got a, my garage gym. I think... It's great to work out at home. I hate going to the gym. You don't need a lot of exercise. Check out my fitness, my, my Fit Smash strength program. I, I live six days a week, but I want to do like four exercises a day. It's like fast, 35 minutes, 45 minutes. You get done with it. It's great. It works great. I've been doing it for 10 years. It's been a decade. Still jacked. Injuries went way down after I started doing it. You just got to do some basic uh, um, compound lifts. I have I have two day, two days of the week. You could actually just do four days of the week because because one of the days is a beach muscle lift, and it's just upper body vanity muscles. Where the other days, the other four are more solid core lifts. Yeah, working out at home. I got gotcha. you. But no, I think I have that. I have a resistance band program too. Check it out. Check out the resistance band program. That's that's the resistance band version of my uh, the strength workout I have. It, it's great. <laughs> you can do that. It's it. I did that for like eight weeks, just the bands. It worked great. Like I was very surprised. I'm not building up huge power. I'm not going to be a huge bodybuilder, but like for overall fitness and just staying lean and looking good, works. Works great. I haven't seen it. I'm Zamir asking about the swarm video. Send it to me. I'll, I'll check it out. I don't always have time to watch everything, but I'll give it a look. Yeah, that's the one part about working out at home is um, finding people to spar with or train with or roll with. I haven't had a chance to roll in a long time. Yep, Wayne Smith, you're right with that. And that's that's okay. So this is a good point. We'll talk about this and then we can leave off on this, I think, tonight. Uh, Fitness Ninja says, yeah, Alex Jones has always been a shill. There's no doubt about that. He's an entertainer. And that's where we get into it, an entertainer, entertainment. Everything nowadays is pro wrestling. Everything's turned into pro wrestling, 100% pro wrestling. It's just all a big emotional show to, to mess with you and get you to, to vote or spend your money a certain way. Everything is like some kind of a, a psychological, emotional attack on you. It's all pro wrestling. It's all fake. It's all KFAB. It's all nonsense. And you got you to gotta just ignore it. Stop caring. 
Did you hear about whatever? No, I don't care. I don't care. Oh, let me tell you about this. I don't care. You don't have to. Leave me out of it. <laughs> Just do that. Like it's it's funny to watch people's faces when they start. Did you hear about that thing? It's like, yeah, I don't care. They're all liars. It doesn't matter. <laughs> like it doesn't affect my life personally. It doesn't. I don't care. They're they're those people. Oh, you don't care about those people. They don't care about me. They're not. They're not helping me out. They're not gonna do anything for me. Leave me alone. Leave your nonsense. Leave your nonsense. I don't. I don't need it. No, I haven't made. I haven't. I haven't heard any of the the boner pills or whatever he's doing. I haven't taken any of his products. <clears throat> Virgin Taker says, "Have you ever tried Alex Jones supplement products?" No, I haven't. I haven't checked any of those out. Uh, Glory saying less Alex Jones, more Jordan Peterson. Uh, uh, Jordan Peterson says a lot of good stuff, but at the same time, um, he doesn't fall through, follow through with all of his stuff. You know, he did become a pill addict. He did. Um, he does cry on camera all the time. That's not. That's not a stable person. And then his daughter is a total hoe, absolute hoe. Absolute total hoe. She like and abuse. I think abuse. I think it's just abusive. I think it's abusive to do this to your child. She's going. She was going to go uh, have a trip into Miami, and she was looking for someone local to look after her kid while she went around and did hoe shit. You're a bad parent. <laughs> like you're a bad parent. That's terrible. That's terrible. Well, I'm gonna go down on vacation in Florida and dump my kid with some uh, <clears throat> with some stranger. And they're going to hang out with a stranger while I go party and do ho shit. I don't know, man. <laughs> I don't I don't think that's a good thing. I really don't. I don't. Like, I have a problem. I have a problem with, um, man. So I, like me and my ex, was, like, takes the kids on vacations places. And then she'll dump them in the kids, like, the kids section. So, like, the kids all play with the other kids and the parents go do whatever they want. That's gross to me. That's really gross to me. Like, I do things with my kids because I want to do things with my kids. If I'm going on vacation, I'm going on vacation with my kids because I want to spend time with my kids. I want to go and do things with my kids. I actually spend time with them. I'm not, I'm not trying to dump them somewhere. Like, I already have them half as much as I'd like to have them. Why, why would I just... I, I just don't understand that. Like, I miss events. And the weekends that I have the kids, like, I just... I'm not, I can't go to that event. Because I have my kids. I, I want my kids. I want to spend time with my kids. I do not understand the people nowadays who are all like, ew, yucky kids. Let's have somebody else raise them. Let's put them in some daycare. Let's put them with some other person. Like, I, I, I one of my ex's friends had a nanny, full-time nanny in like Hong Kong or something like that. And all her friends are like, oh, my God, I wish I had that. I wish I had that. I was like, You're all terrible human beings. You're all awful human beings. Well, I can't wait to neglect my child and force them to be raised by someone else. It's gross. You're a gross person. Ew. Ew. I'm disgusted by you. I want to dump my kids on somebody else. Like, no wonder so many people are screwed up. No wonder so many people are on pills and messed up all the time. No wonder there's so many hoes out there. Like, you don't raise your damn kids. Spend some damn time with them. Like, I can't imagine growing up and not having anybody around you and, and feel unloved because your parents were just gone. 
didn't have anybody around. Like, I'm sorry, man. I'm not. I'm not buying it. I think that's some modern modern bullshit, modern Sex in the City bullshit, and it's ruining people. A hundred percent. Yeah, uh, same man. He did help me. I'll always give him credit. I'm not gonna shit on him. A hundred percent. He's got some great lessons. He said some great things. I watched all of his lectures um, about uh, maps and meaning lectures. Like, and that 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 helped me out a lot because I was in a bad spot too. Because um, it, it helped me realize you have to like identify the 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 idealized self and goal and what that is and how to get to it. And and there's got to be a lot of different ways to get to it so that if you have a few branches cut off, you can still get to it. Um, that helped a lot. Gloy saying, I was in a dark place when I read his book. He helped me get through my very difficult custody battle is all. Yeah. Like I was in a dark spot too. That was the very beginning of, um, the end of my marriage. Like I was in a bad spot for a little bit. And then I started, I, this is the real shit kicker. Uh, I was in a bad spot for a minute. The marriage wasn't great. And then I kind of found his stuff and I started making some changes and started turning things around. And I was in a much happier, better place. I had my uh, fight with um, what's his name in, in Florida. I got that finish. Uh, it was the last PFL fight I had. So I, I had momentum. I had momentum. I was making a comeback. I was feeling great. And um, that's when she dropped the bomb. I'm like, yeah, I want to fuck somebody else. <laughs> gross people out there yeah a hundred percent that was a mirror there's too many sluts and slut makers today yep zero zero self-respect honestly it's that's what it comes down to i think bologna what is bologna baloney danny arnold the whole daycare industry is bologna it's it's i i don't know man it's like i want to have kids but i don't want to spend any time with them you know i just i i don't get it and i don't also like i don't really understand the idea of like oh i'm not competent enough to teach my kids it's like are you you're an idiot you don't you don't have enough competency to teach a three-year-old how to do something you have to pay somebody else to do it for you, you fucking kidding me like we've we've been walking around this earth for how many hundreds of thousands, maybe millions of years? How long have they had daycare? How long have they? I just get out of here, man. I just don't. I don't want to. I'm not buying into this new modern bullcrap. I'm sorry, I don't care. It's dumb. I think it hurts people. That could be part of it too. He might have gotten, you know, people got their hands on him. Hamzamir says Jordan was good back in the day, but then the swarm bought him, and now he's a Zionist prick. He, uh, yeah, he got bought by. Was it easy? Who's he sponsored by? Not sponsored by. Who's his management company? They're they're kind of evil people, right? Is it WME? Is it the is it the UFC people or is it the other one? There's one of the big ones. One of the big agent companies. Hundred percent, Amzamir. 
it doesn't have to be some special thing, guys. It doesn't have to be like you're doing some huge special whatever. You're teaching them Shakespeare. You're teaching them gunsmithing, whatever. It doesn't have to be that involved. Just spend time with them. Like watch their dumb shows with them. Make jokes about stuff that they're doing in, in the show with them. Have an experience with them together. Go places together. Uh, it's just, man, it's wild. <laughs> like blowing sandwiches, yes. <clears throat> uh, yeah, Daily Wire is the company he is the company he works at, but um, he has a. I know Benjamin talks about it a lot. He, he has a the uh, company, the marketing company, or the uh, the what do you call it? The uh, agency, the talent agency people that that own him are not necessarily the greatest oh man all right guys but we covered a lot today uh lots of fights coming up next weekend edwards and covington is a big one um and then rachmanov and thompson that's the big one i'm looking forward to to see what's up with this uh shavgat and then Tony Ferguson and Pimblett is there. Luke and I and Gary, Gary. So there's definitely some fights. Josh Emmett, Cody Garbrandt's back. Minefield, Minifield, Jacoby. Yeah, guys. So there's... There's a lot of good there's a lot of good meat at the feast next weekend. So I don't know what other um fights are going on. There might be a bare knuckles maybe or something. We'll see. But let's watch them and we'll be back here to talk about it, right? Thanks for watching, guys. It's always fun talking to you. Have a good one. Take it easy. <laughs>